Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Did anybody see Ben-Hur? Did anybody see... Star Trek Beyond, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Out of the Shadows. Well, they all fell short, and the studio's parent company, Viacom, of course, has been embroiled in a boardroom drama for months, leading to the departure of the chief executive, Philippe Doman. Here to tell us more, Mark Patrikoff. He is the co-head of Technology, Technology, Media, and Telecom Group for Houlihan Loki. Mark Patrikoff, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Have you seen any of those movies? <laughs> no. No. I have not. I think you have a lot of company. Along with a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, give us a little detail on the studios right now. Who's running what and who is leading the pack? So we get an idea of who's in a position of strength and who needs to up their game. Well, look, I mean, I, I, you want to get to Paramount, so let's start with Paramount and Viacom and think about the fact that in a way, this should be a good new chapter for them because nobody's been running anything there for a long, long time. I mean, there's been division heads, but I spoke to a friend about six months ago, just kind of joking through. He had worked at Viacom for a long time, um, somebody everybody knows by name who left about 10 years ago and stays in close touch. And he said when he was there, if you asked Sumner to Redstone what was the secession plan, you know, he'd kind of look at you and laugh. And I think um, – Obviously, he hopes and plans to live forever, and that really impacted the company terribly. So leadership has been, you know, a gaping hole there for a long, long while, and it, it's troublesome. And certainly, if you're a Viacom shareholder and thinking about how do you, you know, maximize value, it's a very tough time to point to Paramount and say this is a great time to do something to monetize that investment. The other studios, you know, have their own issues, but. Clearly, I'm always a big believer in Disney and feel good about their direction. Um, I even like MGM and what they've done. They still have, you know, a very strong franchise in James Bond that has been underexploited in lots of ways. People don't really realize that, but not much has been done with James Bond outside the movies. So I think that's, you know, that company's in a strong position. And the other guys sort of know how to create franchises in a way that clearly Paramount just doesn't. So At least not... Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Uh, so I guess then what, what happens next? I'm looking at our uh, Bloomberg News story today, and it has a, a chart that shows what a turbulent year this is for Viacom. The share is recovering from a more than five-year low in February. So despite recent stumbles, there's still somewhat of an uptrend here. Why the uptrend, and can it continue? What has to happen? Well, first of all, it can absolutely continue because think of where it started. And I think people knew that at some point this year, what happened the last few days was going to happen. It was inevitable. And I think leadership is, is going to be stable. I think Dooley's in a good position to keep, to keep the job. And I think they have good franchises, MTV and some other assets that perform pretty well, as you said, from above expectations. In the movie business, there's no real, there's no real you know, there's, it, it's still an art. So it takes a little bit of, of art along with the science to make it work. And, uh, you know, I think, I think steady leadership and a direction and a stronger point of view about what the long-term plans are will show directly in the results and, and performance of the stock. 
Talk, if you can, a little bit about what has uh, been, an, I guess, an, an ongoing story. Uh, Gawker Media uh, sold to Univision after the $140 million judgment against Gawker. Well, it was a, I think, by most people's estimation, a surprisingly good outcome last week. I think that um, Univision had had an interest in the business for a long time. Obviously, with their recent filing and, and what they did with The Onion and needing to continue to enhance their digital presence, this was a really good, rational asset for them to acquire at the right price. I think they got it at a discount. Um, the fact that there was real competition certainly helped. I think that Nick Denton, um, through a lot of the public interactions you know, and private interactions with Peter Thiel and on panels, et cetera, has acquitted himself pretty nicely. I mean, I think he's learned a lot. He will have a great second chapter in his career, I believe that. But the business was valued, even at that number, at a price where the buyer was going to win. It's a profitable company with really good performance across you know, seven different brands. Obviously, Gawker.com will not be part of the business going forward, but the key employees will, and all the content that's created will go into the other brands. I think Isaac and the team at Univision will run it properly and, and be very happy they bought it. Another big story uh, this month, Time Warner acquiring a 10% stake in Hulu. You know, it's looking to the future of TV. Its second quarter results prove there's still plenty of life in the traditional cable model, but they have to win over legions of, growing legions, in fact, of court cutters who don't want to pay for cable or satellite TV. Yeah, you know, um, I think the Hulu story is very interesting. I, I was talking to someone the other day about the Time Warner move and thinking, is that a, is that a beginning of um, a step in the direction of, of acquiring the whole business? And obviously there are other partners at the table and, you know, that will have to be figured out. But brands really matter. And I think Netflix brand is, is, is working and they spent a lot of money in original programming. I don't think you'll see Hulu do the same thing. They've already, you know, tried a bit and not had great success, but they've done well with their brand. In a way, it's disappointing because I think that the free product and the way they integrate advertising work really well. But they're all trying to line up at the starting line, in a sense, in an equal equal way so they can compete with the cable operators and try to create brands that connect directly to the consumers. And for years, obviously, HBO never had a direct relationship with their consumers. Now they do through their apps. I mean, I think that, you know, it, it's going to be a, a race to create the biggest, best brand. It'll be room for more than one, just like 40 years ago. There okay. was, you know, room for more, multiple networks. Mark Patrickoff, thank you so very much. Co-head of Technology, Media, and Telecom at Coolahan Loki. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.